It's scanning boobs. Um, but okay. yeah, I have seen I have seen that like program you use and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it. It's like so in-depth and yeah, really yeah. cool. I, I'm trying to educate more about the fact that a lot of women need a, like much smaller bands than they thought. It, so it that- makes it really complicated to be proud of who you are and your body when your body type is not being shown. And yeah, my the biggest thing my mom taught me that stuck is like you're a being and not a doing. You're going to walk your own path and evolve at different paces and comparison is also a really, really dangerous thing because when you start comparing yourself, you start trying to be other people and that takes you off of your destiny and off of your path. Hello, welcome to Underdressed, the podcast where we talk about the clothes under our clothes and exactly how they get made. My name is Trudy Gardner. I'm the freelance designer behind Wayfinder Lingerie. In this show, I'll be exploring the art, practice, and technical execution of intimate apparel. We'll be taking a behind-the-scenes look at this industry and trying to understand exactly how designers balance creativity with functionality, specifically as it pertains to our hardworking yet delicate base layers. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in the show. All right, Madison Alexandra, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this podcast is typically about how intimate apparel gets made in the lingerie industry. So we're a little bit, not really off course, but just on a... I guess, off course, on a different direction here, because you're more of a tester, right? Like you're the one that like knows how they should feel and how they should fit. And you're the small back, large bust size. So like, this is like right up my alley. I'm super excited to talk to you about this stuff today. (laughs) Yes, um, I have, I kind of started out on the um, kind of teaching bra fitting on social media and kind of randomly blew up and have transitioned into um, really being passionate about being behind the scenes and like helping brands to size range expand. Um, and also to, I love fit testing. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about I it. I love it. I love it. Um, why don't you, why don't we kick it off by having you tell us the story about how you, your, your evolution with fitting bras on yourself Absolutely. Oh my gosh, my cat. I have so many cats. They'll probably be in the podcast at some point. Period I know my time. dog's upstairs barking right now. <laughs> she knows. Okay. She knows as soon as I start a <laughs> podcast, she starts barking. She every it's single time. time. It's time. Um, but yeah, so very long story short. I always try to make this as like brief as possible because it's such a long story. Um, but I personally got into researching how bras should fit myself. After I was diagnosed with premenstrual dysphoric disorder when I was 25, I was put on hormonal birth control for the very first time. And my boobs just like started growing out of every size that I have ever heard of. Does that make sense? So I was kind of originally being put into 32 C's. And then in a few months, I was like already out of the triple D. And then I'm like, what else is there? If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And like then, what happens after triple D? What, what, what happens? happens? Um, and then my boobs were just so much heavier than I had ever, they had ever been. And so I was starting to notice that there were some 
issues with the band. And I'm like, why is this hurting? Because they were so much heavier. So I was kind of feeling that the bra was the wrong size. Um, and so I kind of started researching bra fitting. I found this amazing boutique in Los Angeles called Jeanette Bras, um, who fit me into a much better size. And they had sizes like up to J, up to double J. And I was like, I've never heard of these bra sizes before. I've never heard of 28 bands. I've never heard of any of these things. Um, and so found my way to kind of the bra that fits forums and got really nerdy about like the calculator and like, you know, studying breast roots and all that. Um, and so during quarantine um, is when I started being like, hey, I, I'm also wanting to model at this time. I had been trying to model, but had been a little bit too busty to model conventionally. So I found all these kind of double D plus brands in the UK, reached out and was like, I can totally be an American ambassador. Like my husband and I can shoot photos. Like I just want to spread the word about all these extended sizes and brands. Um, and so <laughs> fast forward a couple of months, um, I got on TikTok um, actually to start promoting the album I was about to drop. And I did one video on bra fitting, very much inspired by Katie Weir, who is the bra whisperer at Kirby Kate. She does bra educational videos just to spread the word a little bit more. And I was, you know, didn't really want to post about music that day. And that video like blew up. Um, I woke up the next morning and it had like 12 million views. Oh. <laughs> and so um, that it was very unexpected. I wasn't planning on becoming like the bra expert, if that makes sense, like the face of bra. <laughs> um, but I had so many people asking questions. I just kept making more and more videos that week. And so all of my like 700,000 followers on TikTok, I got in seven days, right? And so it was really insane and really intense. And um, I was kind of thrown into this <laughs> bra influencing role. Sure, yeah. um, and so I always tell people it was like such a happy accident because I wasn't really planning on that being any part of my career because I'm a musician, but I have so loved being able to bring any kind of knowledge that I can about bra fitting. Um, and over the years, I've really tried to learn more and more because people have more and more specific questions. And I'm just trying to be a, a guide in as much as I can and use my own body to do it. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that started. And then yeah. then, as I said earlier, I've, I've kind of been more behind the scenes of uh, like helping brands with the knowledge that I do have about um, kind of expanding their size ranges and fitting small band big cup. So, yeah, OK, no, I'm super saga. interested about that. So um, can you talk a little bit about that, how you work with brands like specific brands? Are you yeah. their fit model or like what what role is it that you play in the development of the product? It depends. Um, usually I am kind of on the advising side um, and fit testing side. And so it depends on the brand. Um, a lot of the brands I work with are smaller brands who are trying to do like new innovative things. So there's a couple brands that I've worked with that are um, trying to incorporate scanning technology to kind of fit women virtually. Oh my and God, then... this is right up my alley. I don't know if you know about <laughs> yes. it. Like my background is like, like I do, I do 3D, I do pattern development, but I use a 3D sampling program. It's called Clo 3D to like test them out. And I mean, there's a lot like there, I have lots of podcasts about that already, but this is super interesting. So you, so scanning, tell me about scanning. Are, are we scanning bras? Or are we scanning the human body? It's scanning boobs. Um, but okay. yeah, I have seen, I have seen that like program you use and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it. It's like so it's in depth insane. and yeah, really yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, uh, the couple that I've worked with, um, 
My boobs have been scanned um, through apps. <laughs> okay. Trying to... On your phone, on your own personal phone. Yeah, I've had okay. uh, one one brand. Um, like they were trying to scan boobs, essentially. Yeah. Um, then uh, make bras based on like trying to figure out what size the boobs were based on the scan. Mm. Um, and and is, this, had... is this with or without a bra? That was without a bra. Okay. Um, and uh, th so that was one brand that was kind of trying to figure that out. And then another brand I was working with um, was scanning in a bra, if that makes sense, and having you kind of do a 360 turn and then also trying to create one of their bras based on your body scan. So kind of the yep. same idea. Um, and so I'm the person that they called because they're like, you know, you've tried so many brands and so many bras and you kind of really know what your size is. And so can we see if our technology comes out with the result that matches that size um, or if the bra that it generates is even fits you if it's too shallow or too deep. Um, so usually that's kind of what people call me for is they know that I know my size and I've tried so many things. They're like, is this industry standard? Is this wrong? Like, <laughs> what, is, what does this I know what, how crazy it is in the industry, right? Like we don't yeah. even like when I first started bra making and I, I made a bra and I was like, okay, I don't know if this fits. <laughs> I, I can put it on, but does it fit right? Like, like I don't, you don't, you don't know, right? You don't know yeah. until you have a really good fitting bra and you're yes. like, Oh, okay. That's what it's supposed to fit like. Like it is it's hard it is. to it find is. that standard. It is hard. And especially since, you know, brands run differently. I mean, I know you know this, like, you know, a, a 32D in one brand can be a very different depth. Yeah. There's no standard. There, the, yeah. the standard for the industry is that there is no standard. Yeah, they're all very different. And so yeah. um, that's when people usually just call me in to test. Um, and also um, like, I know this, this one brand that was kind of generating bras based on the scan um, was like, okay, based on the bra that came out, they have like one style that they were making. Do you think that there are certain breast types or certain sizes of boobs that wouldn't work with this material or this kind of structure? Like, what are the limitations? Um, because obviously someone with a lighter breast is going to need or be able to wear a different material than someone with a really heavy boob, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you have a really shallow cup design, that's not going to work for everyone. And so um, that's one side of it. And then I also do fit testing for brands that um, are wanting to kind of move below the 30 bands, I wear 24. Um, and so if they're wanting to kind of figure out how to fit someone that has a, a smaller frame than what they've um, had before, then I'll test out the band and be like, hey, this is actually still a 30 band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or this is really tight. Um, and then, you know, if you're actually going to go down, then you actually need to, you know, adjust the strap narrowness and the wires need to be a little bit different. That's a so huge one. Like that's a yeah. huge one. Is that like you get, you try, you try to go smaller in the band, but they haven't adjusted that, like the attachment point of the cup. Yes. And it's yeah. still like super wide. Um, yeah. And yeah. they're too wide for, yeah. for the body. And I learned that one doing custom with Christine, who I know you interviewed, and then another just having so many of my bras altered, I started to realize like, oh, you can't just take in the band, like four bands, because then the whole bra, it like is pulling back and it's wrong. Yeah. Like it's just the balance, totally different the balance gets thrown right off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right on. Okay. So I'm super excited about, about the scanning technology. Um, so, <laughs> so they were creating a pattern from a scan and then did you get to try on that bra? I did. So yeah. both, 
both of them um I got to try on and both of them had like one design of bra that was being basically printed from the 3D printed I'm imagining 3D printed and then like what was the material like was it like a like a plasticky like I I don't know what 3D printing uses but like how did it feel on your body was it like did Um, it feel like a fabric or yeah 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 both of them um were fabric both of the um, the bras I tried were they didn't have any seams on them it was just kind of one Um, and so, and that was one thing I, I talked to the brands about, which is like, this is great for certain boobs, but certain other kind of boobs are going to be more theming and direction. Um, and so, yeah, both of them are great. I, I do know that I did several tests with both brands just because, um, you know, (laughs) my boobs are hard to scan the volume of because I'm pretty shallow ish. I'm on the shallow end. Um, and also one of the things that happens with me is that, um, the, my back is wider on the top than the bottom. And so my overbust measurement, all <laughs> my overbust measurement doesn't always come out like what cup size they need to be. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That That's a very back. common yeah, yeah problem with like the way that we size bras because of the yeah. difference between underbust and overbust. But if you're more boob than back in your yeah. overbust measurement, then your cup size is going to be wrong. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm more back than boob. Like, right. Okay. I have a wide back. So opposite. Um, Yeah. 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 And so my, I mean, I've gotten bras made for me with with designers where I send them my overbust and then the bra I get is like four cups bigger. Yeah. Such wide back. Right. Cause they're expecting it to be in your boobs and not in your back. They're like, you thought it was this way. (laughs) um, But then, (laughs) and then, and then I also like, I, sometimes the, the cups come out really small because my, my tissue again is shallower. And so they can't really see all of it if I'm just standing there without a bra on and it's not gathered. Mm-hmm. And so I get these really small cups and they're like, where did the rest of that boob come from? I'm like, well, yeah. you need to gather it. And, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would think though that um, body scanning would be able to capture that. Um, So far, I haven't had any results where it comes out like exactly right there's there's always it's either the cup is massively too big because they overestimate it with my back Mm. or it's massively too small because they just tried to kind of scan me from here to here oh okay so they're not scanned it wasn't a 360 scan one of them is one of them is okay okay gotcha okay these all of these brands that are trying to do this they have they're experimenting with different ways. And so one of the brands I was working with, they had me scan several different ways. They're like, well, maybe we should scan you bending over. And then they sent me a bra from that. And then maybe we should scan you with your, okay. your underbust this way. And then this way. And then, okay. you know, it's, they're just trying to figure out the technology to sure. see what. Yeah. Oh accurate. man. I just want to be like a fly on the wall watching this stuff evolve. That's super interesting. <laughs> it's so fun. I'm like, yeah. I love that. That's part of my job that I get to like like try to test it out. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's so much potential in it. Like I, I think I've seen that it's probably the same thing. Like we, so although body scanning is becoming more, um, like something that more that we can access now, there's an app it's called true to form. It's called true to form, but it only works on iPhones, which I don't have an iPhone and you can scan your body and you can turn it into an avatar, which I can bring into the program. And then I can use that to like draft my pattern off of, but we still like, you still need to go to a human body, test it, try it on, make your modifications to actually get an appropriate fit. Like, although it's, it's really 
it's really interesting to watch the evolution of this. And the other problem with those scans is that they don't account for body weight at all. So especially if you have like a very heavy breast, like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't account for gravity and like what the, what the fabric needs to do to like account for, for the weight of the breast. So it's interesting yeah. to watch it though. Yeah. So far the ones I've worked with haven't been like, they haven't specialized in fuller bust. And there's definitely been like, when I get the bras in the mail, I'm like, Oh, this is not like for a heavy, heavy boob. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't seen that like come out yet. And, yeah. um, I mean, I, I obviously always think that there's going to be a place for people to like go in and get fitted and have a hands-on like thing. Like there's always going to be a certain type of breast yeah. that really need that. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, in a hundred years, who knows? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's closer than that. I think it's closer than a hundred <laughs> years, but it's, it's yeah. like, we're, we're headed in that direction, which is, I think really interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we got, how did you get started in the industry? Um, okay. So I have a question here. What, what brands are, what brands are getting it right in terms of fitting a full bust, small back, your, your size specifically. And um, like, so what are the, what are, what are you looking for? Yeah. So I, <laughs> I don't know of any brands that actually make my like a 20 24 yeah double h um on my very full days I can be a j but like mostly I'm a 24 double h and so um there's not many I my best fitting bras right now are um I do love Comexum right I mean because they go down to a 26 and I can always wear it on the the tighter hook for Comexum. Um, and then I also find that their like small bands like are a little bit better in terms of bringing the whole bra in. Right. So I don't have that issue where the straps are in my armpit, but this part fits. Right. Um, I know I do have some, uh, Iwa Michelax, which are, I mean, I, I love, I, I can't even, I don't even know how to say it. I think it's even Michelax. I'm probably, it's probably like, <laughs> well, I'll get something. links. I'll get links for Iwa, all this. <laughs> uh, Iwa, yeah. Um, Iwa is a great, I mean, most people know that it's, um, amazing size inclusive Polish brand. Um, and the only tricky part about them is that, um, it just, I have to kind of have the band, special order, like it's not a readily available band that I wear with Iwa and they can uh, create it. But then, you know, there's a huge time lag in terms of like getting the bra. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, just importing it in. Um, other brands, is there anything else? Um, I do like Overture Lingerie. That's a really new brand. I just um, got, I just ordered one of her bras. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the brand owner, she's amazing. Super like, like I sent her an email trying to figure out my size and she was very yeah. responsive to like help me figure it out. And like, yeah, I just, and I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. I have some of hers and, and she is, I mean, she's, she's so knowledgeable and she, it's a very small business. So she actually, um, I ordered her 26s and then she like personally altered it down for me. Um, and so I was just like, the customer service was like amazing. Yeah. I invited her to be on the podcast. So you guys she's, can look out for that one. She's great. Um, yeah. so her brand is excellent. Um, I do love Catherine Hamilton. Uh, they me have to love cage. Yeah. Yeah. And they, I, I do find that a lot of Catherine Hamilton's run pretty firm. And so I can usually get a great fit. The only thing with them is that, um, I don't, my personal boobs don't do well with like, like super lacy, like loose lace because I don't have a ton of projection. So sometimes it's hard for me to fill out every part of those kind of cups. I do prefer sure. styles like this where they're a little bit harder. Where they, you have, they're um, a little more firm. Like they make the shape for you a little bit. Yeah. They like kind of, they grab the boob and then yeah. like, you know, 
gather them from the side and everything. (laughs) Uh, And so, but I do love them. Um, Let's see, what else have I worn that's really nice? Um, So wireless wise, I really love Mulkey. Have you tried Mulkey? No. M-O-L-K-E. They have amazing size range. Um, I'll have to give it to you so that you have it, but I know that they, um, it's one of the most inclusive band ranges and they start at a 26 and they go from like A to like, N UK cup. It's like a huge range. Um, and their wireless bras that kind of, um, they kind of look like this and they're wireless, if that makes sense. And they're very full coverage. Um, I love I'm checking them. them out right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mulkey M O L K E. Um, I live, in- they've got some really nice colors. Yeah. And you some can really order- good prints. You can order like um, an extra small and then they have different categories of cup sizes. So if you're like A to D, it's this one. If you're like D to like F, it's this. And like their biggest size is like. Okay. Yeah. I love this because um, you go by, you pick your band size and then you pick your cup size. And then the cup size, they have have names, Stellar, Cosmic, Super, Mega, and Thunder, Thunder, which is nice. I was talking about this just the other day. It's like decoupling, like the idea of who you are and like what your boobs represent from like like the what what they actually are. Like you're not you you're not defined as a D cup person. You're defined as like this person with these boobs that need this bra, right? Like I don't yeah. know if I'm explaining that clearly, but just I agree. Um, there was a brand I worked with that was they were trying to actually this is one of the scanning ones. They wanted the scan so that it could be like a sizeless bra so that it would scan you and then it's like this is size you because yeah, yeah, that's cool. just to like get women out of their head about exactly. like the, the numbers, yeah. the letters. Yeah, because now you're right? not now you don't have to compare between like where do I fall on this like list of sizes and then like that then then associate that with like who you are as a woman like what 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 does that mean about me as a woman yeah, yeah. and also like I've 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 been so many sizes I literally because I've done a bodybuild and so I've done bulking and cutting and so you know I've literally been probably nine sizes in two years and so yeah. for me the psychology of like I used to be this cup and now yeah, I'm this cup. yeah yeah and then where did my boobs go? They disappeared, you know, that. Yeah. And now I'm this size. It's, oh, my gosh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially, um, and I feel like in that whole environment where, like, if you're, were you doing, like, shows where, like, fitness I don't do shows, no. Okay. Um, I thought about it, but no. I, I'm just talking about bodybuilding is, it, it, I, I, I work out like I'm going to competition, but I don't yeah. compete. Sure, yeah, I, yeah. The bulking yeah, yeah. and cutting yeah. seasons for putting on muscle and then cutting. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it has been such a mind trip with bras just being like, I used to be like, yeah. like this huge size and now I'm this size. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, that brand is great. And then, um, I, let's see if there's anyone else that does like small band, there's not many, um, I'm hoping to help, um, like, I'm trying to educate more about the fact that a lot of women need a, like much smaller bands than they thought so mm. that we can increase demand for these band sizes that I know a lot of people need so that brands can then carry them because they're not going to have the incentive to expand if no one is demanding them and mm. no one's demanding them because they don't know they need that size. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah, it yeah. is a business. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. It's data that needs to be collected. Like I, I was, I, I was doing a little bit of research on this, but a lot of, brands are using like 
just old, outdated, like, data from, like, the 1980s when surveys would be done and information yeah. would be collected. And then like, that yeah. that went into their size chart, right? Like, that's the size chart. And, like, that just continues on um, throughout, Forever. like, their development. Yeah, exactly. And then other brands are learning from these other brands. So with body scanning technology, though, I think it's really amazing, especially, like, Alvanon has scanned, like, thousands of bodies. And I, I talked to another brand who would scan, like, 10,000 bodies. So oh I feel like there's going to be a shift in this ability to understand where our population is actually at to yeah. help with oh. the development. Her name is Stephanie and she's um, her company is called The Squad. And oh. I did my episode was episode 16 and it was super interesting. She talked about how they're they, they've grabbed like over 10,000 body scans and they're doing a lot of like tech development, which she couldn't talk about for pro proprietary reasons on the podcast. But I just like know by asking questions and by just poking around that there's there's a lot coming technology wise in terms of like how it can help us make better products for the population that actually exists today. That would be so helpful. Like I, I really am excited about this tech side because I do think we need more Intel, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> we need more Intel. Yeah, I exactly. Um, Charlene, um, who's a uh, Charlene, I think um, is how you say her name, but I call her Charlene. She's French. She's one of my really good friends, another influencer, and we're the exact same size, actually, which is crazy. Um, but she just um, came out with like a French calculator, bra sizing calculator. And she's like, I'm so excited because I'm getting all this data of like women measuring themselves and yeah. like seeing all these people that need like under the 30 bands and like, like the big cup sizes, like we have this population of the small yeah. band big cup mm -hmm. that is not currently being as serviced. So. Yeah. And I feel like the younger generation is going to be more open. I feel like I've talked to my friends. So I like I'm 43 and I know that like, it's kind of weird to talk about like scanning, like, like, like the older population, my mom and like my, you know what I mean? Like my mother-in-law, it's kind of weird to talk about scanning your body. Like you're going to like it get is. it scanned and then it goes into this program and you don't know where that data is going. But I feel like younger people are more open to like being like, no, technology helps us. Like we're doing, we can do better things with it. It's not something to be scared of. Yeah. I also think there's the barrier of obviously making sure that it feels safe because like standing in front of a phone in your bra or without a bra yeah. and like scanning can be very intimidating. Yeah. And there are safety things that need to like absolutely be there um, and convincing people that they are safe. Like that is definitely a barrier too. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So that's, that would be something that just for brands to keep in mind. Like, I feel like I'm pretty open-minded about things and maybe I should be a little more scared. <laughs> so it would be nice to know that brands are like, you know, taking that into account Yeah, when they're yeah. collecting data. Yeah, I think yeah. they are. I mean, the, the ones I've worked with have been very much like, this is exactly how we encrypted and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. I don't super care because I'm in my bra all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. But other people. <laughs> also, you know, I mean, that's another whole conversation we could have about like, why is there like my my son's seven years old right now. And he's like, he's he asked me the question like, so, so boys can not wear a shirt but girls have to wear a shirt. And I'm like, yeah. And I don't really know why. Like, I don't know how to answer that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I I think that, I mean, there's obviously like, I say this all the time, there's scary, weird people out there, right? Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of victimization. And, and um, at least when my mom was always teaching me about it, she's like, I want you to be proud of your body, but you have to acknowledge that there are 
scary word people out there and we need yeah. to like you know acknowledge that they exist and you know protect you as best as possible um but on that note um yeah it it, it one of the things that has really bothered me is um i feel like in terms of posting on social media um censorship is not always like applied evenly across people um so i know i've i've talked to a lot of other influencers about this like i will post you know i'll post something in scantilly and you know it's just me in a bra and underwear and it'll be totally fine and then another influencer that's like bustier than me um will do literally the exact same video um and it will be taken down and so i definitely think that um that is a drag yeah <laughs> it's a and um, I don't know if that's I don't I don't know who is in charge of that or if those algorithms can be changed. But I definitely think that um, that needs to be fixed. Like the rules have to be applied evenly because I think that plays a lot into certain women with certain bodies, like feeling like maybe I shouldn't be proud of myself. Maybe I shouldn't be showing it off. Like it it makes it really complicated to be proud of who you are and your body when your body type is not being shown or yeah. is being shut down for the same exact yeah. content. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that that's a really good point. Like just yeah, it's it's the same like a breast is a breast whether it's like on a very like shallow person or whether it's on a very big busted person. And like like yeah, you're right. There's there's <laughs> creeps and there's weirdos out there and I don't I don't have any answers to any of it. Um I was talking to Emerald Aaron actually. I just recorded a podcast with her yesterday and she said, you know, it's also all about context like it's I I asked her like how her and her mom was on the podcast as well, how they felt about, you know, especially, you know, 10 years ago when she started around 2015, maybe not 10 years ago yet, but how they felt around like displaying your body on the internet, right? Like it, even, even 2015 was a different time than it is today. Yeah. And she said, yeah, it's just about context. Like it wasn't about being sexualized it's about education, especially for her. She was teaching bra making on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's tricky. I know when I started doing TikTok, um, because they have very, very strict rules on, on, um, kind of censorship of, of like lingerie, if that makes sense. Um, and it was very tricky. Cause I was like, I really need to show my boobs like and as much as I can, I need to show because people need to see and have a visual of like how to fit. But like, you know, there were several videos I did I that I had several versions of because the first version was taken down. And I was like, okay, I need to step back or I need to do the camera angle this way. I need to turn this way. I need to use this kind of music. Like it took me a while to figure out how to package uh, my bra school, which was my viral series that I did um, just because um, of that context. And yeah. Thing. like it was tricky I yeah. was just like can I just film and they're like no I know yeah <laughs> and you, you know what Madison like that's I as a fuller buster person need to see somebody else in a fuller bust and how they fit their bra and how yeah. like what a bra looks like on them and what a good like fitting bra and what a bad fitting bra looks like on them like yeah. it's when you censor that you're just taking away the needed information from the people who need it and you're like now the creepos who now they're also taking that information away from you as well right because they're creepos and like they're the ones that have the problem yeah it's i mean it's 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 hard and i i mean i i also chose tiktok and tiktok was originally for a younger audience so i also knew going on tiktok i was going to have to be yeah like as careful as possible, but I really was like, I, I, I feel like I've, I've 
first I tried to do it under shirts and I was like, no, this is not helpful because you can't actually see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, yeah. it's an interesting topic. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's, I swear, like, we could probably have, there could be a whole entire podcast, like okay. a whole show, a whole episode, like, <laughs> like, like a whole podcast, like a whole series dedicated to the sexualization of boobs and yeah. versus like the education of like just women being comfortable in their own body anyways let's move on next okay. topic okay um <laughs> your experience with christine so is yeah. this christine's bra that you have on right now yeah i have um i have both of them so this is i'll show you um because it's like i love wearing it i love it i think this is like why i like found you in the first place yeah, i saw it on christine's and i was like that looks so good it's it looks so comfortable so a little bit more okay so this is my can you see it's it's black? Yep, I, I can see it. See the seams. Okay. Yeah. This is my custom bra, sports bra. I have several bras by Christine at this point. I have one on order because she's <laughs> nice. like bomb. Yeah, Christine's um, amazing. But this is the custom sports bra that she made for me, and it is like on point, like wires. Yeah, it fits everywhere everything. perfectly. Yeah, and it looks so comfortable. It is band on the loosest hook. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. I'm so very happy. functional. It's a very functional bra. Like it fits everywhere okay. in the right places. It looks like like for me personally, that's what I'm looking for in, in yeah. an everyday bra. Is that what you call this one? An everyday bra? Um, so when I asked her to make me a sports bra, I was like, I need it to be both. I needed to take me from gym through the whole day. Yeah. Right. Um, because I'm super active. Um, and I do like wearing wires. Um, I do have a wireless one that I'll show. Um, but I was like, I really don't want to have to change if I don't have to. Yeah. Um, and I need something that will keep me from moving, especially if I'm going running errands or if I want to go on a hike later. And so that was the demand and it was a high, high demand. Um, the other thing that I wanted from this bra was um, I was also going through an injury recovery with my neck. I have like a neck injury that kind of comes back every once in a while. So I needed a support that didn't have the cross straps because sometimes the cross straps put more tension on this area for me. So this is a high. Can we see the back? Sports bra that is just like a regular back. Okay. Right? It doesn't have like a cross strap across the back at all. Cause I just didn't want anything that was going to put any pressure coming across my back while my neck was healing. That makes mm. sense. Um, it's zero bounce. It's like literally worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Um, and I cannot recommend her enough. And she did this over FaceTime. Which yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we did, but she is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it was pretty life-changing to get a custom bra made. Like it just reshaped my whole idea about how the bra should fit when I had it made to me which is the same with any custom garment but oh. yeah 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 I love it I know definitely <laughs> it's definitely the way to go like I, I learned to make bras for myself but yeah. um like yeah before that I I'd never had actually when I was younger and my like breast weren't as full I could fit into Freya bras pretty well yeah. and that was the first time I was like oh this is how a bra should fit and then right. after I had a baby I had to 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 <laughs> go back to the drawing board and I, I ended up uh, <laughs> learning how to make it make bras for myself but absolutely all we me and Christine talked at length about how the development of this bra I think it was this one came to be I think, I think you also talked about this one which do you is want under me to throw this on? do you want me to yeah show sure it? yeah yeah all right, let me let me go off here okay I'll put it okay because this one is cool too so this one is uh an underwire or a wireless bra right this one is wired the other one is the wireless bra which the next i think you talked about with the with the hole in the center right yeah that's super cool and so this one that you're putting on now this one's going to be like a like a more 
only for sports type of bra? No, I also wear this all day. This um, one's also it, also an every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more so it's kind of, and I'll explain why they get on there, but um, it's kind of for those days where I don't need the extra shaping because obviously that wire gives me more of like that polished look. So especially if I'm going to go and like do an interview or if I'm going somewhere like for dinner and I want like that really nice rounded look, this one is more, um, you'll see because it's, it's not wired. It's not right. Wired. Yeah. The wire gives you that, gives you a lot more shaping. And I, I asked her, uh, this was also like the one I wore around the house while I was recovering. So they were mm. both for bras for different reasons. Okay. So this is that one. Let's I love it. this one. This one. Right? Yeah. I love the style okay. of it. Good job, so Christine. This bra, she, yeah. So this bra, um, she actually, this was the original bra I asked for. And then she also made me a wired version because we weren't sure if I could get away with like a wired, no movement bra. We weren't sure. My boobs aren't that heavy, but they are full of rust. So we didn't know. Um, so this one, again, I was going through neck and back recovery and I was like, I need a sports bra. I need not super restrictive, but I also need something that I can wear around the house. Um, because my boobs were also growing and sore during the time. So I also needed some give and like, this is what she came up with. So, um, I love it. I think it looks really modern and cool. And yeah, different. totally. And I love this little peephole and, um, can we see the back? Yeah. yeah it's just like the same. It's just like a normal. Okay. Oh, like a U back. Power, I think it's like double double line power mesh in the back. Um, and yeah, it's just, it just fits perfectly. So one of the things we really worked on um, for me was like this area um, and then my upper back. So I asked for kind of a V tapered band again, because my back has a V taper and I was like, I need it to be snug, small here, but I wanted kind of a looser up here because mm -hmm. a lot of um, bras that come in a 26, 24 are actually a little too small for the top of my back. Mm -hmm. so I was like, can you make me like a 24, 28 maybe? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Top of the band is bigger than the bottom. And then, um, yeah, she worked a lot with me on making sure this was carved up enough so I could move and have full range of motion for yeah. workouts. But love it. Yeah, it fits you perfectly there. And that's and that's exactly what we were saying earlier. Yeah. Like it's hard to get that strap placement perfectly right because, you know, again, like we were saying, the body data on like smaller size back with a like a different size cup isn't necessarily accurate the way that grading happens there especially like especially as you get into the more extreme sizes that the the grading becomes more distorted from the base pattern that the um the bra was originally drafted for yeah yeah and i i've seen that a lot with ready to wear it's just like i'll get some part of it right and then the other part is like too wide or this part's too narrow and this part, it, it's just yeah. it was worth it for me to like, to do the custom. And then another thing I learned from her, which I didn't know, cause I had never had a bra that fit like that is I didn't know that the straps were supposed to sit in like the divot, mm. like, um, like right here. Cause mm. a lot of my straps, I don't know, for some reason they're either here cause they're racer back or they're like way out here. And she's like, no, we need to like carve this out, but it also needs to sit in that divot. And I'm like, oh, that's why everything is so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that again, just comes from the straps being often too wide. Yeah. on a smaller frame. But um, yeah, working with Christine was, re it really transformed my understanding of bras. Um, she taught me so many things I didn't know. I was like, okay, why is the wire hurting on the bottom, but not here? And 
you know, I, then I started cutting apart my bras and like switching out the wires and then I got really nerdy about it. So yeah, it was her for making me more paranoid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's very knowledgeable and she's always like, I feel like she's always searching like for answers when she, whenever she comes up with problems, like she's always like looking for the answers. So yeah. Yeah. Christine's really cool. Um, so I had on my, uh, list of questions here, um, how does that differ from RTW or ready to wear bra? Uh, how does the custom experience differ from a ready to wear experience? And I think we've like talked about a couple of the points, like the fact that she was actually, so the process for a custom bra is that she starts with your measurements. Do you want to just actually maybe talk about the, yeah, the process about of the it? Process. I, me and Christine talked about it, but I'd like to hear it from your perspective. Yeah. So um, the first thing we did is she had me take so many measurements and um, we involved my husband because she's like, if you can have someone else in the room, um, so you're not because she's like, sometimes when we take our own measurements, we like distort them because of the way our body moves. So the one thing she taught me that was helpful was she's like, instead of taking your underbust in this position, I want your husband to take the measurement from the back, put your arms down because the rib cage like relaxes mm -hmm. in this position. It's like flared. Yeah. And so she's like, I really want like that smallest measurement possible. Cause I want to see what it is when you're relaxed. Mm -hmm. And so that was so helpful. Cause I'm like, I feel like I'm coming out with this one measurement, but then the brands are, the bands are still too loose. And she's like, no, it's because you're measuring in a weird place. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we did a super tight band measurement and then a looser one. We took like, you know, this measurement across the boob and like, <laughs> like this measurement, this, uh, it was like yeah. 12 measurements, right? Yeah, so we started yeah. with that Amazing. Um, and then I sent them all to her. And then she also had me, um, she wanted to test the wire fit. So she's like, do you have any bras at the house where even if they don't fit in the band, they kind of fit you in the wire. And so I'm very fortunate that I had a lot of bras that were gifted, not necessarily my size, but I could try. And so there was a, a Scantilly bra that had a really nice wire fit. And she's like, okay, can you measure across like what that wire is? Um, and then she sent me a really amazing box of just like testers um, and different wires. And Christine likes to start like building from the wire. Mm -hmm. And so basically she sent me like, I don't know, a 36, a 38, a 40, a 42, several different wires and in different shapes. Like mm -hmm. there was like a curvy, like a U shape one. And then there was one that was slightly wider mm -hmm. bent out. Um, and then she's like, Hey, raise your, <laughs> raise your elbow. And we're going to like figure out which of these wires like actually completely encapsulate your boob with no space. Um, and so that really was the big difference for me between custom and ready to wear, mm -hmm. because you can start from the wire that fits yeah. you. Yeah. hundred percent. Right? I, I am 100%. That's exactly um, what got me to the best fitting bra as well yeah. was starting with the right wire. Even if you're drafting a, a, an, a wireless bra from that afterwards, yes. starting yes. with like what the right wire size is. Yeah. It was, it was, it was so cool because once I figured out the, like she sent me that box and I was like, I think I was a 38 wire. And then we moved up to a 40 later when we did more bras. Cause I, I changed sizes, but She's like, why don't you take apart some of your bras um, that you were going to send to Salvation Army and put that new wire in those old bras? And it completely changed yeah. the fit yeah, yeah. of the bras. And it I got does, that yeah. nice like back wire boob like cut where you can actually see. Oh, oh it was cool. <laughs> um, it was like I, yeah, I was freaking out. But anyways, so um, and then she tried like a couple of cups on me from the tester kit. 
And then we just started drafting. We were sending things back between the United States and Canada. It did take some time between because we were shipping. Um, it probably took like two weeks in between each draft, right? But for that first bra, I think we did two drafts and then the final, and that was our first bra. And then all the other bras since then have been like one draft and then final, right? So it's-, it's uh, Yeah, exactly. Once yeah. you have like a really good fit, then yeah. modifying it isn't isn't that difficult afterwards. It's not, it's not hard. And, and even because like when we were FaceTiming and we were doing my second bra and I had changed sizes, I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling pain from the bottom. And she's like, oh, you need more bottom cup depth. Um, she still was able to kind of nail- where the bra needed to change based on what pain points I had because it was so custom fit to me. We like, yeah. she's like, okay, the rest of the bra is fine. It's just this part. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, we went back and forth, like she would mail extenders and like chalk markers and, you know, we would <laughs> pull the band and mark it. And then one time it came back, band was too small. And I was like, oh, this is a refreshing feeling that the band is too small. Um, oh. and then extender, like, it's just, it's exactly what you think it would be. But I think the most impressive part about it was, that it was on, it was virtual, right? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And so she was really able to kind of troubleshoot with me over video. She can't do that with everyone because some boobs you just have to feel. Mm. That's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, that You bring up a good point. Like the fact, like, so I work for Kristen yeah. Anderson, who is, yeah. a, she's an agency that um, like brands hire her to develop their styles and yeah. we, it's, we're all, we're hundred percent remote team. It's like, like all of us, like the drafters, the, yeah. And, um, we fit online virtually with our fit model. Our fit models typically, um, for the brands that we've worked since I've been working with her have been, you know, like a 34 B. So it's been yeah. kind of easy that way, but we definitely hundred percent can like identify all the, like our fit models experience. So she know she'll know like where yeah. things need to be modified, but we can also see it like through zoom. So, I mean, just the possibility that, that this can all be done remote remotely, I think, um, is uh something that not everybody knows or understands or maybe believes <laughs> that it can be done well yeah it's like it, it's kind of like ma a magic trick when it happens I yeah. think um when I was talking with Christine she's like it's very rare that I come across someone that I can't do virtually I think she said there are like some breasts that are like they're so the cup size is like so massively different than the band, like with like huge cups where yeah. she's like, I really kind of insist that they're there in person just because mm -hmm. it just becomes an engineering feat. Yeah. Right? And you have to kind of see how the fabric moves on the boat, yeah. but yeah. Um, which, you know, I also respect people that know that and can be like, you know, tell you up front, like, you know, your breast type, we need this and this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I could see that, especially like if you had like a very heavy breast or like a certain, mm -hmm. like you have to know, like I said, our fit model is very experienced, but you would have to know like where to manipulate that garment to be like, okay, this is the thing that we need to change on it. Like, do I pinch out of the neck? Do I do I need to pinch out of like the underband or is it like underneath the bust? Like you'd have to know, I think you'd need experience as a pattern maker or at least technical designer to know where the changes need to be made yeah and she like she was saying it's just like it, when you're dealing with that much volume it's also like it's just better to be able to be there with the boob and then like yeah. the fabrics working with the boob because you're just having to lift so much yeah. right yeah. um but anyways that's it's rare like she like, I think she's only she, maybe one client that that's been mm -hmm. a thing, but also she's like, you know, she came in once and then it was done. And so I just, I can't because like, I'm good at fitting people in person, but like virtually this is a whole other math problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys like salute because I'm um, salute to you guys. Like, it's just, yeah. 
Yeah, it takes it takes a lot of experience to see yeah. it. Even like and and then what we're doing now is um we convert so I we take those fit notes from the fitting and then we convert them, we translate them into our 3D model. And again, it's easier because our like it's 34B that we're working with. It's pretty it's not super complicated, but we can it gets cool because like you, you train your eye to see what's happening in real life on the physical garment and then you can you can see it actually on the 3D sample of the garment as well. But again, like that just takes, I feel like it takes a little bit of time to develop that eye and yeah. make sure that you're seeing what you're seeing in real life is actually translating to the 3D sample. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I have so much respect for you guys. There are so <laughs> many women in my DMs where they're sending me pictures and I'm like, there is a limit where I'm just like, I know exactly <laughs> who to send you to. I'm not like, I'm just yeah. like, oh, that's a problem that I don't know how to fix. And yeah. here's- these people that can do yeah <laughs> so custom bra making is amazing like if that's yeah. something that's accessible to you amazing yes. but you know it's not accessible to everyone and so um ready yes. to wear is is the next best thing but it still takes a lot of effort to like find what's going to work for you which is why it's nice to have people like you doing this kind of testing and putting information out there and helping other women decide and find where to go for to find a bra that fits yeah i mean i i I wish we could get some more sizes in store, right? Um, just so, you know, we could, women can go in and try on. One of the biggest difficulties for me is like, I teach people how their bra should fit and they're like, okay, where can I go try this on? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to go and find a local boutique, boutique and they're usually amazing, but then they they don't have every size, right? right? Um, and that's a huge barrier for a lot of people. Like, you know, I'm always like, do Amazon try before you buy Cause you can do Panache and Freya and all these big brands. And then, you know, a lot of people don't want to like get a bra and then return it and then get another bra and return it. Like right. it's, it's a lot of work. It's so much work. And I went through that before I started influencing and people were sending me stuff to try. I was like buying 12 bras at a time on a credit card getting them all to the house, returning what didn't fit before yeah. the credit card charge hit. And then I had a spreadsheet <laughs> with notes on it being like, this brand does this. And, yeah. you know, it's so much work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a, a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge barrier to find a bra that fits. Right. Oh my God. I know not every, not every, like, it's like, you need a whole course, like a whole university course on how yeah. to fit a bra. Yeah. That's yeah. why on my, um, on my channels, I, I now have pH double D on my, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I have taken so much school just to learn about boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know yeah. when, when you geek out about it, it's, you know, just, it's fun when, when you can make it fun, it's like, it adds to your life experience, but not every woman has like all the time to you know, charge 500 bras on their credit card and try to Hopefully return get them, them before back they before get charged. Oh my God. I was so stressed. Cause I, I was like, Oh, I don't have the money for all these bras. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, okay. So, um, okay. We're getting close to the end. Yeah. What? Okay. So, um, bras have, can have different, like Christine's bras have been able to transition from everyday to um sports bras but sometimes we want to we want a bra that's just pretty actually I'm excited to see what you've ordered from Kristen is it like a more like a prettier like is is it gonna have a different purpose my question is going to be about bras that have different different bras for different purposes (laughs) okay so the next one I have with Kristen um I asked her for a um lounge bra um, like strictly lounge bra because um, 
I, that's like very flexible because hormonally, like mm. my boobs are just all over the place. I will wake up and they'll be like huge and then I'll wake up and they'll be like so small. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I need something that will kind of move with my boobs and also be easy to wear. And I was like, I want a little cleavage. So maybe it doesn't have to be perfect fit, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and it's a pretty pattern. And so it's like a, a pretty lounge bra. Right. Okay. And did you get to pick the materials? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. He's ordering the materials. And so um, I'm excited about that one because my husband is like, I love all your bras, but I would love to see you in a pretty bra that's not so functional. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. exactly. That was, that was kind of where I was going. Like some different bras, like somebody once explained bras to me, like, like shoes, like you have yes. your high heel shoe, which is maybe not the most comfortable thing in the world, but yeah. like, it makes you feel amazing. Yes. So I definitely, um, Actually, I'll get my mannequin because she's sitting here with this fabulous bra on uh, and she's not on display because why? Yeah, exactly. Can you see her? In the oh, box? yes. Amazing. Okay. So I, um, I, you know, I love lingerie. So like I love all the spicy things too. And so I've been like working with new, like other brands that kind of do sexy yeah know. definitely not functional this one. Oh, hang on i went away again or maybe functional for a very specific purpose <laughs> <laughs> where you just like take them off okay um so this is my like reamer bra all right um, and so i really love i i'm really big into kind of like alternative sexy leather fishnet all the okay sexy black things and red things um and so um harnesses that stuff so um, I absolutely love this brand. And the reason I love this brand is um, they're mainly a harness brand. And so they do have some bras that are quite small in the cup, actually. But they also have like full body harnesses and everything is massively adjustable. So some of them are like mm. open bust for like if you have a bigger cup size. And so, yeah, I've got like accessory, like sexy brands back here. Um, I also personally, um, the brand that I tend to go to um that's on the sexier end. It's probably Honey Burdette. Um, mm, just because I love Honey Burdette. I love Honey Burdette. Um, just because um, they are one of the only lingerie brands that does like an extra extra small. So like mm. the bodysuits, like they they're they are size inclusive on the lower end. Um, and I do find that even though their bands start at thirty, I literally just uh, got one yesterday and it was literally a twenty six. Like I, it was so firm. Mm. And so some of their bands actually are surprising. Where I'm like, oh, this actually fits. Um, their cups aren't super fuller best friendly, but I'm not buying Honey Burdette to be like functional and full coverage. So exactly. Um, yeah. The the thing I tell people is like, you've got like your functional bras, your sports bras, all the ones that need to fit perfectly. And then you have like your sexier bras. And for me, my sexier bras tend to be like smaller in the cup, just because with my kind of boob, if it's not like two cup sizes small, it, I won't get any like. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like my boobs are not full on the top. And so yeah. it's like a half cup is going to do anything for me. Yeah. Right? Um, and so, yeah, I love Honey Burdette because they tend to secretly run small a little bit yeah. um, and have quarter cups, which I love because, you know, less, less fabric, more boob. Right. Yeah. Um, Scantilly, I love um, in terms of like the edgy, sorry, the edgy fuller bust bras. Um, I think they're very unique. It's very hard to find a brand made for larger cup sizes that looks like a smaller cup size bra, like those lacy chains, right? Leather. It's like you usually don't see that for fuller bust. Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of bordel, not gifted. <laughs> <laughs> 
bought Bordell, um, love Bordell. Um, and then is there anything else I wear? Um, I just got some, ooh, I just got some Couture de Nuit, um, which I also got for my birthday. So that wasn't a gift today. It was okay. It was my to myself. Okay. And that's a new brand to me. Yeah. Oh, it's, um, do I have it in the room? I think. Oh, yep. Right here. Hold on. Still in the box. Um, where are you? Birthday gift to myself, where it's literally it's like this. It's like all nice. Yeah, yeah. Those harnesses. You're like, you need, you need like a video to come with them to like <laughs> good thirty minutes. <laughs> thirty minutes to get them on. Um, <laughs> it, it was, it was hard, um, but totally worth it. So if I think of other ones off the top of my head, um, I'll send them. But I have personally been on the search for like you know, the, the pretty, the pretty stuff that, you know, just makes me feel like I'm a goddess floating throughout the house. Mm. Um, that doesn't necessarily come in my size, but like, it doesn't matter because yeah, yeah. that's not the purpose. Yeah. Um, some people, you know, they still love wearing their perfect size in, um, their sexier lingerie. I just don't usually find my size, mm. um, in most brands. So I kind of have to, you know, go smaller. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's, yeah. I'm very passionate about like the sexy wear. So yeah. I'll put, I'll yeah, you, brand you know, like, no, but you, you bring up a good point. <laughs> like sometimes like maybe like you say they don't come in your size, but it sounds like you appreciate wearing something a little bit smaller sometimes. Cause you like the yeah. way it makes you look like, I, I think do. like when I said, you know, earlier on the conversation when I was like, Oh, I didn't know how a bra was supposed to fit until I made one that fit myself like perfectly. Yeah. Like even when I, I like had something that I thought p- fit perfectly, like I'm sure I can still go out there and cr- get critiques on people saying like, no, that doesn't fit you properly. Yeah. I think the other side of that coin is like, you have to define for yourself, like yes. what feels good and what you yes. like the best. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like something that like looks perfect from somebody else's perspective but like do I feel comfortable in it and is that what I'm going for or do I feel like sexy and beautiful in it and that and is that what I'm going for yeah you have to curate your laundry closet for the different purposes right um and it really is all about how you feel in the bra Mm. um what has really helped me because um especially with buying the sexier stuff I was like okay I want like the knowledge of how to fit a bra and how it should fit really helps me figure out the size I wanted to get for that kind of more over full sexier look. Um, for instance, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was buying like 34 C's and then I literally, I, I ended up in a neck brace because I wore <laughs> that bra to like a show in Vegas. And I like stood up to, to like clap my hands and it like like it was pulling and like because all the weight of my boobs was obviously not being carried by the band and I ended up in a neck brace from that bra and I was like okay maybe I went (laughs) for the wrong sexy size and so now I know like kind of which size to get that balances that support enough with that smaller cuff so I don't there's a a risk (laughs) in going too far is what you're saying there's that well I just didn't know I was like oh I mean the the cleavage and I was like no the band also has to grab at some point yeah so that it doesn't hurt you and so um it's very personal choice but uh, I have a lot of very gushy overspill bras like I just do like because that's what you like (laughs) then that's fine I have those yeah yeah um yeah um, okay, so that kind of leads me. I have two final questions. Go um, ahead, go ahead. I found this the this post on your page that I really loved. Um, you went to Harvard, which is I amazing. Oh yeah, I just put that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you study at Harvard? Um, I 
was an admin into the joint degree program between Harvard and the New England Conservatory when I applied. So I was a master's student in jazz music at NEC while I was doing English at Harvard. Um, and then I won a songwriting competition at Harvard in pop music. They sent me to L.A., to kind of have a, a conversation about pop and branding. And then uh, immediately when I got back, I dropped out of the NEC master <laughs> program because I'm like, I now want to do pop music. And as much as I loved NEC and the jazz, um, I just dropped NEC and continued to write music um, on my own. And I got my bachelor's at Harvard in English. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, you know, and English was fun because I got to study, you know, like Dracula and <laughs> yeah, yeah monster fiction and that was mainly my yeah. focus so. i love english so i did i did english literature too actually and um, oh cool yeah um something that i've been thinking about why like i i feel like still because i i ended up like going to the military becoming a pilot and i did that cool. for 12 years and i like now i'm retired from the military and now i'm doing like fashion design <laughs> and i'm trying to figure out like what this through line is like what like what am i interested in i think it's storytelling just in general yeah. i mean um, what that has to do with like everything is, is a long, um, I don't know, a lot to unpack, I think, but, but I'm really interested in storytelling and just like the way that our lives evolve. Um, oh, yeah. and I don't <laughs> anyways, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I wanted to come back to your post here. So what you yeah. wrote was, um, I went to I went to Harvard. Cool. I also graduated like 10 years ago. So it's way in the past. I'm not even the same person I was then. Setting goals is awesome. Pushing yourself to reach your highest potential is awesome. Defining yourself by your accomplishments is a slippery slope towards anxiety, defeatism and pointless perfectionism. Please remember that you are more than your successes and more than your failures. Those terms can be wildly subjective anyways. Remember also that you are an, in, an individual and that you are unique and special. Sometimes the standards that the world sets are not even close to encompass, encompassing the measure of who you are and what you can truly be. My mom always told me, sorry, I'm going to read this whole thing because I love it. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> My mom always told me that I'm a human being, not a human doing. You are bigger, bolder, and better than any test could possibly assess. I love that. I have gone through intense dark periods of depression, just feeling like I'm not achieving things on a certain timeline that society deems impressive. I remember when I turned 30, it was actually sad that I hadn't made the Forbes 30 under 30 for something. Then I woke up and I was like, why am I sad? I'm blessed to be alive. I'm blessed to still be here and on my journey towards re reaching my final form. I am evolving at a different pace than others, than others are. I am still on my grind, but I am on no one else's timeline but my own and I'm totally bad I love it because like <laughs> that's kind of what I was trying to say like I've done these different things in my life as well and I'm I'm on this journey of like figuring out like who I am and like what my that my goals don't define me yeah yeah um I definitely think um achievement culture is uh can be very very harmful i i definitely was the kid that was like i'm gonna go to harvard and then well, i got to harvard and i was like okay what else am i gonna do i've got so much life left and, <laughs> and after harvard like where do i like what if i don't do anything bigger than harvard well i have peaked when i'm 17 and yeah my the biggest thing my mom taught me that stuck is like you're a being and not a doing um human being and and just like be patient and like continue to of course be excellent but know that like 
you're going to kind of, you're going to walk your own path and evolve at different paces and comparison is also a really, really dangerous thing because when you start comparing yourself, you start trying to be other people and that takes you off of your destiny and off of your path. And the thing that you were supposed to do needs to be done by you. And if you don't do it, then like the people you were supposed to bless may not be blessed. Right. And so I'm still kind of coming to grips with that. Like I still have days where I'm like, oh, I wish I was on Forbes 30 under 30. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I still have that. But then I'm like, like, I, then I, I really think back at the bra thing and I'm like, I really kind of wasn't even going for that. And I stumbled onto this like amazing, like weird random career because like I couldn't have planned that. And that wasn't in like the goals. Right. And yeah. if I had just been so focused on not doing anything else other than trying to achieve what I thought I was supposed to do by like 25, I will never have like come on a TikTok and then a bra fitting video and like, yeah, this yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I know I'm, I, it's hard for me to gather my thoughts about that. That's why I put it in a post, but um, just being patient, being loving and patient with yourself and allowing yourself to grow as a being, right? And not as a doing, my gosh, I'm like so tired of trying to achieve things at a certain pace because mm. why? Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to put in there like, yeah, still stay on your grind, right? Like mm. still like push and, and stay on your grind, but um be be patient <laughs> yeah no it right? is, is that the yeah. thing no yeah <laughs> listen Madison like I I listen to this podcast I I just feel like there's so many like I'm just getting this message from so many places yeah. um I listened to this podcast it was about like um finances actually and Chris Hadfield who's a Canadian astronaut was on this financial podcast and he was talking about goal setting and he said that like he like he decided when he was nine years old that he wanted to be an astronaut. And so like then he like grew up and he spent like 25 years in the military as like an engineer and and uh, fighter pilot. And then he like went on to have like a career as an astronaut. Yeah. Um, and he says like now when he looks back on his life, it's not even it's not achieving his goals. It's not even going to outer space that he looks back on that he's like the most proud of. He says it's like setting like it was having the goal. It was it was like the idea of becoming an astronaut and just like having that on the horizon and then just like going in that direction and meeting the people that he met along the way and like having the challenges that he faced along the way. It's yeah. so it was the journey. Like the point in the end was that like he had an idea of where he wanted to go and what he really loves the most about it is that he took that journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he evolved with it. Yeah. Uh, the current, the other job that I currently do is I actually, have been a like college admissions advisor for 10 years, like since I graduated Harvard. And yep. so I work with kids like seniors on developing their essay packages for college and helping them build that confidence. And, you know, I got a lot of kids that are like, I really want to go to Harvard. And I'm like, why? Mm. And then they're like, well, because Harvard is like the place to go, like blah, blah, blah. And I've just seen that. I, I try to explain to kids. I'm like, people bloom also at different times and just because like some person like had the cure for some disease by 17 and then went to Harvard doesn't mean that you're behind right. and then the other thing is like Harvard is awesome I love it but it's not for everyone right mm -hmm. just because like there are 
like not everyone has to go to this school because like some like institution said that like this was the number one place to go. I'm like, where's the number one place for you? Yeah. Where are you going to grow? Where is the place you need to go? It yeah. doesn't have to be this. Right. And I think just like untraining people or uh, helping people divorce from that thought of like, just because something was put up as like this really impressive thing does not mean that that is where you need to be. And if you go there, that might not, that might not, that might like completely take you off of your path. Mm. Right. Um, and so don't go here if this is not where you need to be at mm. this point in your life. Yeah. Right. Um, and I tell that to all my kids. Cause they're like, you went to Harvard. I'm like, okay, but yeah, but that my brother like went to USC because he wanted to be a film director and a video game designer, because that was the top program for that. That would Harvard would not have been the place for him. Like mm. I, I just try to get people away from that. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm getting like all in my teacher mode. I'm very passionate. <laughs> I love it. I love Anti-achievement it. Anti-achievement culture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what it is? It's just that like this, like I said, it's just this underlying current, like always, like you gotta, like, even if I want to be a bra maker, or if you want to be an influencer, like helping yeah. ed- educate women on bras, like, I think it's so important to keep sight of like what your goals are, yes. what the horizon is without being too committed to what the path to get there is. Yeah. Cause you don't know what it is. Yeah, because exactly. it, it changes. You're, just, you're like, always discovering it. Yeah. yeah, you don't. You have no idea, and you also don't know who you're going to be next year or the year after. Like we also evolve, yeah. and our desires and our needs evolve as we grow up. So yeah, it's the balance of continuing to show up every day and grind and like do your best and um, not hold yourself to standards that someone arbitrarily set. Yeah, could take you off of your journey. Yeah. 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 I think it's important to always be checking in with your why, like, why am I yes. doing what I'm doing? The actions like, cause they, they're not always going to be fun. Like there's going to be times where you, where you said you have to grind. Like, it's not going to yeah. be like what you want to do today. Like the thing that you have planned on doing, but if, it, if you're, if you can answer your why, like if it's, if you, if this is taking you in the right direction and that direction is like, feels right to you still, then you'll find the, you'll find the energy to do it. Yeah. And then like, I think uh, my mom also said, sorry, my mom's so wise. She also told me to like chase my joy, which Mm -hmm. was something that was helpful for me because some things I was doing because I thought I needed to be doing them because they were more impressive. And she's like, are you happy? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, (laughs) I'm miserable. And she's like, well, where's your joy? And so yeah moms are the best moms are the best I know I heard it and I heard another quote actually it's similar to yours it's um it's called it it was um humankind be both which I just thought was nice yeah yeah that yeah oh my gosh I have like so many feels I'm so motivated by this conversation I know I love it I love the podcast I just love the pod I just love having conversations with people who like want to talk about bras and then I always make everybody talk about other things (laughs) I'm always up to talk about anything, but yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because, um, yeah, it's definitely also, I think it's also a good message for the new year. Cause a lot of people, mm. you know, they have their goals this time of year. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all for goals, but then I'm like, you know, some people get so focused on that, that when they slip up, then they yeah. go into, like self-hate and they're like, well, I knew I couldn't do it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. just pick yourself up and yeah and keep trying. Right? I know that's actually something um I said with, or Aaron said on my podcast, like it's always on. The goal is always on. Like if your goal is like, for me, I was like, I, I want to eat less sugar. Like just it's like, it doesn't like if I, if I binge eat like a whole bunch of sugar tonight, it doesn't mean that I like, it's like I've failed. I just start back, you know, tomorrow. And like, you know, yeah, um, I, see that I feel like that was people. a bad example, but 
No, I think, I think that some people, yeah, I think that's the hard thing about resolutions is like, you're like, okay, it's January 1st. Like it's a good yeah. time to start. And then you inevitably mess up on the 11th and then exactly. people just give up because they're like, I'm a failure. And I'm that's like, it. at what yeah. point did that say that you were a failure? You succeeded yeah. for 10 days, right? It's like, again, exactly yourself. Yeah. Exactly. It's being able to like, look at the big picture. It's like, okay, on January 11th, I, I ate 500 Oreo cookies, but like throughout the year of 2024, you know what I mean? Like I, I was able to like, that it wasn't that bad is I think it's, I think it's being able to look at the bigger picture. <laughs> I really want Oreos now. Yeah. The, oh my God. I I'll, I'll end with this because I, um, like <laughs> I'm like super into fitness stuff. And like, I have, I have worked so hard on fitness and like trying to get stronger and like bodybuilding, blah, blah, blah. And this year I was like, okay, I have like a cardio health goal. I was like, I've, I've lifted so many weights, but I'm like, I really want to be able to like run. And the first day of the year, I was like, okay, I'm going to run a triathlon. And then like the second day I was like winded by like 500 meters. <laughs> like, maybe I need to address my goal because yeah. like, I mean, and, and that's the whole thing. It's okay. Maybe I need to extend my goal. Maybe I mm. need to, you know, be more forgiving and be like, where am I realistically? And I was like, maybe I can just work up to doing a 5k this year. And then maybe yeah. the next year, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> we could, I could talk to you about running again for like another whole podcast. I've, I've run several marathons. I used to run competitively, like when I was in university and then yeah. like I, I run several marathons since, and then now I don't like run anymore. It's just too hard on my body, yeah. but I do like, and so now my foot, my fitness goal in terms of like working out is like get to CrossFit three days a week, <laughs> like just get there and just yeah. do the workout. Like, yeah. and that's it. There's no like, and like just on the, and again, on the grand scale of things, my ultimate goal is to be healthy as I get older right. and yeah, it's not, it's, it's really moved away from like the, um, how my body looks or like, it's a lot about how my body feels and a lot about like staying healthy as I get older. So your longevity, yeah. yeah, your goals change over time as well like that. Yeah. I, I was really into, um, like for a really long time, I was like really motivated by, I was like aesthetics was a big thing yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. And, um, over like, as the more I've worked out and the older I get, the more I'm like, okay, I haven't had a baby yet. I'm probably going to have a baby in my mid thirties. Like I really love to be, have a energy to like run around after yeah. this, like yeah, yeah. as an older, I'm going to be an older ish mom. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe I should start working on my cardio strength for that. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, that's fun. I love like general, like chasing health, but yeah, longevity and, and strength and making sure that your body like stays up with you as you get yeah. older. And know. not just longevity, but health span. Like I want to be as healthy as yeah. I can for as long. Like I want to still be able to like go mountain biking when I'm 65 years old. You know what I mean? I met, I was like, I was on this mountain biking trip and I met this 65 year old lady. And my, she was like, my doctor told me I need to stop mountain biking. She was like still out there on the trail. It was like this lady's. Amazing. I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that I want, I want to be able to. Yeah do as much as I can for as long as I can. And so yeah, yeah, that was a shift for me. It was a shift. I was like, do I really, really need to be focusing on like how to make my back slightly bigger? Like for the <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, no, I probably need to like yeah. make sure my knees are like still functioning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Okay. Okay. So, uh, um, Final question. This is yeah. how I end all podcasts. Um, and I normally say, what's the best part and worst part of your job? And I think that's an okay, that's an okay one for you. Like, um, and you can pick like, what's the best part? Is it, would, would you say being an influencer? Would that be the question? What's the best part uh, of it? Part yeah. Of it? Influencer, I, I guess. Um, 
I, I think the term influencer comes with the, like, as the audience gets bigger, then people are like, okay, now you're like kind of a figurehead in this arena. Right. And so I think that's kind of what influencer comes from. Um, I love that I have been able to affect like so many people, right. With like my audience and really like ch change life. I feel like I have, I've gotten so many messages from women being like, I saw that video that had 13 million views and <laughs> Like it fixed my back problems. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, right? yeah. So that is the coolest thing about having a big audience is the amount of people you can literally help. And then, you know, it's ripples because then people tell more people. Hmm. Worst thing, um, there's not many. I think the hard, I'll say hardest thing has been like protecting my mental health, hmm. right? Because, um, you know, there, I have been so blessed to have mostly positive people that follow me I, I I do not get like reamed for a lot of things but there are always people that just like set out to attack you mm, and just there's to be evil rude. they're just, just evil like people that people. like get super just, brave on the internet yeah and then they're rude and I and it's hard because I'm literally in my underwear <laughs> and so I'm very vulnerable that mm. has been the hardest thing and my husband's always like you need to have like like, like you need to strengthen your mind against that. Like you have like literally hundreds of comments that are saying all these nice things and you're fixated on this one thing. It's human it's like, nature. You gotta, yeah. You've got to be strong. You got to be stronger than that if you're going to do this. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so protecting my mental health in a space that's very public mm -hmm. is um, tricky. But again, I'm talking minuscule. I've been very blessed. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, and the other cool thing is I've met so many awesome people in the process. Yes, yeah, like yeah, you, totally. So many new friends that are nerds. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, on the negative people part of it is like, yeah. okay, so first it's other just like morons that like get brave on the internet. <laughs> and yeah. then the other thing I was going to say about that is that, oh yeah. So, so people have said to me about the podcast, like, oh, you're so brave to be doing a podcast. And I'm like, dude, like there's nothing like there's much braver people in the world, but also like, I'm, I'm like, even before I started, I'm like, people, there's going to be people out there that don't like me. Like yeah. there's going to be lots of like people who listen to my podcast who don't like me and that's okay. Like it's okay yeah. to have diversity in the world and people with different opinions and like maybe they help you grow and like grow in a direction and, and maybe not like maybe it's just like somebody with a different perspective on things. And um, yeah. that, that helps me like they, there's this, I, I listen to Joe Rogan and I, <laughs> I don't love Joe Rogan, like his own personal like opinions on things, but I love the guests he has on and I appreciate yeah. the fact that he like, like brings in this diversity of voices. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you got to accept that. Yeah. It's not everyone's going to like you. And that's just some people are, are bored and mean, right? <laughs> exactly. They're just having a bad day and they're yeah. just like, I want to attack her because of such and such. And um, so kind of limiting, I've started to limit like how many comments down I read. I am like the top mm -hmm. ones are probably the most positive. They're and nice I, ones. <laughs> I don't answer. I, I just don't go all the way down anymore. And then you know, the big thing for me is like, there are certain hours of the day that I check social media and then I like shut it off and yeah, you gotta shut it off. my yeah. personal life. And, um, yeah. And then also like being confident in me, like I loved what I posted and I shouldn't be second guessing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. totally. And you should love what you, I love your, I love looking at your feet. And I'm super excited to see what, uh, Christine sends you next. I can't wait to see that get posted. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely post it. And then, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing more. Um, I'm definitely doing a little bit of transition, like more into showing the other sides of me. Cause I was 
kind of I've thrown into the brothing and I love it. But I, I mean, I am a musician. I do all these other things, and mm. I'm looking forward to showing more of that while also still being in this community because it's just so wonderful and I love it. Yeah. Um, but there are now there are just I think more and more of these influencers that are fit focused are popping up, and I mm. also really love that. It's like a growing growing I love it yeah diversity yeah. of bodies it's really nice to see that's important I really yeah. appreciate it yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay I'm gonna um hit end on this and then yeah, we'll sure. have like we'll say we'll say goodbye I'll hit okay sounds good all right <laughs>